Good morning and welcome. My name is Tevo DRC and I'm a prophetic of overseer of the online fellowship.us, the DFW leader ministry online fellowship, males and females. I'm not a novice. I'm not a junior minister. I've been doing this for years because it's now time to come out of the closet. When I went in back in the day, the Lord called me as a Christian who'd been raised up, born again, open to diversity, and then a pastor's daughter, right when the Charismatic Movements TV ministries began. And I've been able to, by God's mercy, since 24, walk among the body of Christ, different kinds of styles, and some are diverse, some are not, and study their doctrine, their leadership style, both males and females, and their fruit in their audience. That was my call. I really didn't know my destiny was, and I didn't plan it this way, but when I was 24, sitting in a half Presbyterian church that was fully on fire, very doctrinally accurate. And then there was an influx of half charismatic, I'd say, but prior to the kind of charismatic, the versions you see now, it was more pure-hearted, down-to-earth, relatable. And so I'm going to talk on blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God, for that's the company of males and females I'm trying to, God wants me to draw together, the remnant, to start repopulating the diverse body of Christ culture, males and females, with more equal opportunity, real respect, real lifetimes of quality, private, public service, whatever you're called as servant ministers, down to earth, whether you're an apostle, authority, that means a work planter, a work builder with that God has called or not. So my office is one that has been a work in progress, but a mature work since that time. And I was studied, like I said, by the Lord. He said, I want you to study my body, all the different styles and kinds that call themselves Jesus Christ followers that are born again, that believe my Bible. And then one day when it's time, I'll have you come out and make build bridges between them. So I guess this is my time. I view myself at this point in life after 44 years of doing this in Christ's service every Every 24-7 by His mercy and grace, great parenting, great history of prayer warrior males and females who love the Lord, who respected me and were diverse and also prayed for me and this, that there are so many people that do the similar or that are out there that we don't know, that are not famous, that are not well-known, that are not made plain, that are doing the same authentic, original God-called work, and we applaud you. We want you. We want to know where you are and identify yourself by writing to me at dfwleader at gmail.com, TCL Creative Leader, excuse me, T Creative Leadership at gmail.com, and let me know where you're listening to, and then we want to pray for you, but ask for your prayers, because it's needed. It's so, out here has been the hardest red state all political, all no, you know, a lot of things going on in the spiritual realm. And as a prophet, prophetic pastor, and a you know, mature Christian intercessor, you can feel what's going on. And so I need more prayer power to get around it because it's really tried to rob me, blind people, blind me, to what God is really wanting to show and say to all of us for this wonder working power, for his. Pentecostal power without dominating or forcing anybody to be a charismatic this or that or speak in tongues, but just the Pentecostal power of God's Holy Spirit might. So I'm going to mention this to get everyone stirred up. The Bible says, 
to stir yourself up in your most holy faith. Let's get our faith in action. Let's get real faith because it's needed now. Not to win, not to be victims, not to play we're the victory when we're acting like a fool or a ministry that's corrupt. But instead, let's be the real ongoing organic Jesus type of ministry out in the field. Yes, they're out in the stands, but in the field and the stands, wherever they are, you do the same thing. We're working on ourselves. Anytime I have a word I deliver on to the ministry, the body of Christ, I have to live that. I have lived it. That's why I'm working on myself. God is working on me. And he's given me the word today. It says the beatitude that Christ Jesus spoke in red letters, the Messiah. It said, blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. What does that mean? That means that if you have a really pure heart, you're going to be able to perceive and inner discern God's more accurately, more clearly based on his Bible. You're going to be able to get more downloads of Holy Spirit, true, pure revelation ongoing from the river of life. You're going to be able to perceive and discern how God how God is so good in keeping you and preserving you and, and through all the testing and what he's going to do out of the result of that and what he's going to do for you as a blessing. We're a sent messenger ministry. This is apostolic work with lowercase letters like Apostle Paul. I have to clarify that because there's so much popular capital A. We are the apostle, this and that around the body of Christ. All of the name of Jesus. Well, we are unsung and that's fine. We are hopeful for the sake of the godly remnant on the earth if there is enough of them to really that will really pray for change and repent. Pray for the leaders. Pray for yourself. Pray for me. We're going to do it with the Holy Spirit, not by might. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's going to be not by might, not by his power, says the Lord, that there is a resurrection life rekindled upon the earth. Now, I know there are some in other nations, far more than the United States, far more than Business Achievement Texas, you know, that kind of ministry. So we want to populate it, whether you're outside and never go to church, never ever want a soul. We just want you to be there and join in faith with mine and yours. We link our shields of faith together as a principle, a precept for the power of God and unity. Ephesians 4, unity, walking in meekness and lowliness and long-suffering with long-suffering and for doctrine, not politically correct, but not watered down, but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, and then in a relationship with the Lord where we teach the common doctrine, but we... We're not making excuses. We're just saying it keeps us from being combative, keeps us in unity, and then Holy Spirit will convict because there is a difference between PC, greasy grace, all that stuff out there that the devil wants when God wants purity, walking in love, silent. James 3.17, everyone. The wisdom that represents above, that truly comes from above, the Bible teaches us, is James 3.17, whether it's in your dreams or advice or wisdom or counsel or a preacher, a teacher, a nightmare, a dream, or it is in a relationship fruit. The Bible teaches us, written by the pastor of the, the work in Jerusalem, Jesus' half-brother James. And it says that any wisdom that comes from above, that truly is by the Father God in Christ, has got to be pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. I teach on that a lot, so I won't go into it, but 
with good fruit means the same fruit of the Spirit Paul mentions in a, a Galatians 5 and 23, including self-government, personal temperance over your tongue, your life, your habits, males and females. So we're here walking it out and we're walking in a new realm. It's a new day and I've got to get past this spirit realm in this area and there are different spirit realms, you know, that you can perceive if you're a prophet seer, if you're mature, that's not spooky at all. But you know that it is warring against God's love, his display of his loving kindness, his affection and ministry, his uh, bearing, you know, taking up the cross daily, his power, his inclusion without partiality, as James 3.17, more diversity, unity, and so forth. And out here, what has... <laughs> What I've withstood me is the ability to function in my psalmist office. You know, this, it's not an office, but the psalmist call, and that is worship composer, demonstrator, impartation, which I used to do and I love to do, but I could not because I've had so much background warfare over my personal family, the ministry, accuser, the spirit of the red state, whatever this is, hoopla, fanfare going on in the body out here, the cosmopolitan region running themselves busy all the time. And as a warrior and a not a worrier, I am a perceiver prophet. And I notice that a lot of people are immune to the newbie. They're immune to the the different races. They're immune to people that don't look just them and they feel the same vibe. So I'm putting that out for a warning. It's immature. It's chosen. It's a closet avoidance a closet really big big bias and a maybe it's based on fear poor me we're working so hard in our ministry we're so tired working all these jobs you know that's some unemployed person you know they're just a homeless person they're just a a, a person that has no skill those people are sitting and dwelling in their cars yeah they're not important like we are and so you can find a lot of hoity-toity in the ministry out here. That's what I pulled out. God pulled me out. He told me to say these things to get him so angry, but it's his anger against the sins of Sodom in the church, the chosen perceived sins of Sodom in the church, which is based, if you Google the sins of Sodom, some gay person, homosexual, uh, came into the you know, to apply for a transcriber, and I asked if he was a Christian. He said he used to be, and then he said why, because he had been raped by the priest. He'd been raped by his father when he told him about the priest up in the north, not Dallas or Virginia, but up in the north. And he said, so he went on, he dropped out of being a Christian. He couldn't trust him. He's too scared. And, you know, he wasn't a coward at all. But he went online and studied the Bible. He studied the Bible for himself. He said, I found 363 verses that warn people against the heterosexual and only nine against the homosexual. And I laughed because I thought, see, that guy is smart. God uses all sorts of people that are wise. That didn't mean they have accepted Jesus. You condone anything. They may not condone me. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not a white person. They can't condone me for that. Or that I'm, you know, I'm not doing stuff that they would do. That's their choice. But I'm saying we're teaching respect without condemnation and without condoning. James 3.17. So anyway, he's the one that told me that God used, God sent this messenger, formerly of the faith, he said, 
And he told me about, he was the one that called me attention to the sins of Sodom. So I looked up the sins of Sodom and he said, the sins of Sodom are this, Google sins of Sodom and Ezekiel 16, 14, something like that, maybe 49 verse. And he said, it says the sins of Sodom that they were, they ate plenty, they were vain and proud and no longer would help the poor. They were too comfortable to help anybody but themselves. And I Googled the sins of Sodom, and that was exactly what has warred against me all this time down in the Deep South. When I tried to join their company, when I tried to find fellow minister Christians, when I find that I was just like my persona, my typecast, my stereotype was not big business enough. Maybe I didn't look there at part, but it was biased against age and gender and whatever calling. So it's so strong that it happened when God said to me years ago, many years ago, he said, if you see something, I call your attention to something in my body that would hurt people three times or more. I want you to train on it. So I do now. That's why I'm mentioning. So Google Isaiah as well. The first three chapters, God's word of warning to the he people, his people, his nation of people, to the leaders, the top offices. And he said to them, I'm waiting to release my yoke-breaking anointing so that the fierce Assyrians will not take your culture over and wipe you out. That's from a P.S. Isaiah 10, 27 about the yoke-breaking anointing, God's Holy Spirit yoke-breaking anointing of might and power. He said to the priests and the offices and the leaders of his people in Isaiah 1 through 3, he says, because of your choices, I cannot, you're, you're, you're forbidding me to move in my Holy Spirit might because of your little g-gods, because of your false religion, because of your, because of your dainty pride. And all that is unloving and unholy to the Lord. So when you look at people, I also am aware of caustic Christ following. If you say that you're going to reprove you're going to reprimand, you're going to speak the word and declare contending for the faith like Jude, like Second Timothy three sixteen through 17, uh, that the Bible says is profitable for correction, for instruction, for doctrine, for reproof, so that the man and woman of God will be thoroughly furnished. And how many people are thoroughly furnished right this present? So if I started to reprove, if I were starting to correct as an elder, as a leader, who's a person who is who is sane, who is walking the love walk, who is honorable and is easily entreated day by day, 24-7, 365, with a great dad who is a pastor in my heart and the Lord, I think, well, why would anyone accuse anybody or c spread rumors and accuse me of reproving if they stole something, if they refused to be held accountable and I reproved? Or they took stuff and they were, you know, doing things that were blaspheming the name of the Lord. Why would they just pass it over and say, but we're the righteousness of God. You're not acting like sweet baby Jesus. That's a ministry. Ministry says they're an office ministry. Uh, you're condemning. You know, we need to blackball you. We need to mark you because you cause division. I mean, if I heard that once, I heard that three to how many times? 18, 17 times. So we got to work on that top ministers. We got to, at the very top, I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking about you to 
offend you or make you feel bad. I'm talking to help you and protect you because your reputation and God's reputation, which is even more important than yours, is the bottom line of all this. I'm not a critic of your ministry. I'm an authentic assessor. But if I receive corrupt fruit and they say they follow you, they are devoted to you and they trade on your name and and worship trading on your coattails to get ahead, then I will say it because I'm not offended. I'm upset at Jesus' name being misrepresented and blasphemed. And I'm not a fool. Hate to say there are some fools, it appears. So it goes back. Let's skip over to be positive, to be happy. Psalm 115. If you read Psalm 115, it says that those who have made idols in their heart are dull of discerning and cannot perceive God. Therefore, the opposite would be the teaching of Matthew, the Beatitudes. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. They shall see the nuances, the the sweet things, but also the clarifying things, the discernment things, the holy fear of the Lord type things. They will see how to honor the Lord, honor the fathers and the mothers and the pastors and the ones out in the stands because everybody's equal. They will understand the difference between false teaching, which is to control, win more money, gain popularity, and true teaching was to let people do whatever God tells them and then have a semblance of James 3.17, Ephesians 4 order, but not dominating or using witchcraft. What is witchcraft? Real witchcraft is to control. In the Bible, when it talked about King Saul going to the witches of Ender, uh, he went to the wrong realm of the spirit. God killed him. But it says also in that same general passage in Samuel It says that rebellion, if it's rebellion against God's word, his law, his manners, his truth, that's really Christ, his book of Acts, holy fear of the Lord, Ananias and Sapphira. If it is in rebellion, not just to your authority or males or females, it's to God's authority, then it's the same as witchcraft, real witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It means you're trying to get control away from God and it's impure and you're wanting to get something for you. Your way or the highway, my way or the highway. I might be mighty, I might be lowly, but it's the same thing as a little kid wanting their way, wanting control. So we're talking against real witchcraft, but Christian witchcraft. If I go and I say they, one of your ministers, your leaders took my stuff from the ministry, a valuable item, computer one time, a Korg piano another time, and I was going through difficult trial, just lost my husband. I never thought that I would ever not be married. You know, I was going to work, I work everything out if anyone will let me do it. And I was not feeling my best. I was a newbie in town, and I had two different people. I guess they thought I looked like a prey, easy target. I wasn't famous. So when I went to their oversight two different times, that's when I heard the doctrine, we are the righteousness of God. Oh, you're not sweet like baby Jesus, the first one with the core piano. Then they blocked me and withstood me. Even I wrote to the top people over them. First, what I tried to confront, Matthew eighteen fifteen humbly and respectfully, the guy hid, his wife, and he hid. I went to the oversight that invited me to their fellowship, ministry fellowship, on their email with letterhead stationery. They are the ones that accuse me, <laughs> well-meaning, of not being sweet like baby Jesus, and 
withstood me. So then I went over top to the head organization. They never wrote back. So that is so dishonorable. And it go, went on under the famous preacher, true person's name, who would be horrified. And I really thought not about him. I thought about I really thought about his name and their names being besmirched and that God was sending me out as a prophet to see what really goes on under the name of the famous teacher, preacher type thing. And that's on their choices. That's between them and God. It really is. It isn't about the money. This is about relationship, rudeness, disrespect to appear to a prophet office. And it is on their choices. The second one, I had a helper. I bought, you know, the computer. So the, uh, the guy that I had you know, thought was a friend and his wife found out he never used a computer for the Lord's work. But when I went to get it back, he hid. So I went over to the staff of this big church, multiple locations. And I said, I would like for you to help me get this back from this guy, a grown man. He's because the grown man said he'd been there 10 years that even the top leader, male leader knew him. So I thought, well, let me go over and we'll confront them together. I'll be polite as usual. So when I wrote them, because that's the only way to get to a mega ministry, the first time they wrote me back, the second in command wrote me back and said, oh, brother Darcy, I'll be glad to help you. So when I clarified that it was not a brother, it was a female, they completely cut me off and I was withstood again. That's twice by the big boys out here. Now it showed me... <clears throat> God had said, if you see something happen three times, teach on it. Well, I had something before that with the more poor, uh, local, I guess you'd say real Pentecostals of the old Dallas Deep South tradition, almost like a stereotype, National Geographic, and I had somehow found their anointed music, and I didn't know the, it was that the character was so bad. So for a few weeks I went, well, then I taught lessons to one of their grandchildren, and then when I... Different long story short, he got my computer and wrecked it, and nobody would let me hold him accountable. So anyway, it isn't money. This is about wasting a prophet's time. This is about complete relationship disrespect, demeaning disrespect to a peer, a Christian, a woman, a mature elder in the body of Christ. Not out to try to make a name for herself, and maybe if I had, they would have treated me more respectfully. So what we learn from all this, it's a disrespect, a deep south disrespecter of persons, maybe for women. It's not easily entreated. It's not respectful, pure, and, and therefore people are dull of discerning. What I thought was, out of all this, blessed. You can choose to be blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God move on their behalf. Blessed on the are they pure in heart? They're going to see really wonder-working powers and wonder. The others will wonder why it didn't come over there with them. And they, they're working hard to find it. So I'm warning everybody. God is telling me to warn everybody. You better get your act, your heart pure. Because God is showing up. About 2016, 17, <laughs> I was just filming in the house, going to the gym, which is so much more healthy for me. I just can't stand all this you know, club following, red state, whatever this is out here, hoopla, turmoil in the spirit. I'm a peaceful, easy relationship kind of person. So I found this, the area coffee shops as well as the gym are more normal, natural, diverse, respectful to all males and females. If they weren't, I wouldn't go. And they're professional, efficient. 
So I was enjoying my writing and creating and thinking and giving the word of the Lord soberly, happily, everything. And all of a sudden the Lord put on my heart a phrase, some vocabulary word. He said, when we're getting ready, if we really need the Lord to move on our behalf, and he's getting ready to, he is, he is really getting ready to, and he's already started. He said, there's going to be a day like the book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira, he's not settling for secondhand or thirdhand servanthood. That's an old word from 2000. The word I got was, we, are to, we need to clear, each of us, inspect what's going on in our heart, our motives, our minds, and make choices. It's like clearing the internal runway, the beautiful God-made internal runway for the Holy Spirit to land, and He really wants to land. But you know what? He can land on people who make the right choices only. And you can listen to this podcast alone in your office, be stoned out of your gourd, but really want to carry the cross and get over it and have the right motives and be pure-hearted right now. And He can still land and give you a new hope and a new life and new desires. All right, you can be all alone in your house, your office, your home, your den, your car, wherever you listen. Up in your upper room, in your office at the church, in the choir room, and still get this word and start to activate it, be pull on it, everyone believe it collectively, and then start a new grassroots ministry, Christian revival, whether you've ever, ha ever had a ministry, ever wanted to be in ministry, you never thought ministry was any fun because of what I just told you all about my experiences, but now it can be a new day, and I'm with you. I'm with you and many others, like Paul in Galatians after all this hoopla and shepherding and covering who are you under stuff out here that ruined, started on the East Coast, up and down the prophetic movements, some of them, not all, the apostolic prophetic movements, I've had to really go through my doctrine like a noble Berean Christian should. And I found God had me discover Apostle Paul. Who is he under? He wasn't. He was a Christian, amazing two-thirds of the New Testament writer. And he found God with relationship when he was having to be up with the Arabs because the first 12 disciples mentored by Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with him. He was an outcast, a misfit for 13, 14 years before they allowed him to co-labor with them. Well, anyway, he found the Lord and discovered that he was sent by God, an office sent not to be sent out by any other person, not any one person, any one group, Paul and the brothers that were with him, and surely if they're brothers, that means sisters or their wives or their cousins or whatever with them too. So Galatians 1, 1 and 2 is our, our format of authority, mantled authority, and it could be males or females. It could be people who don't speak in tongues and never want to, people who do speak in tongues and want to do it a lot, just so we're all equal opportunity, real respectful, James three seventeen oriented with a pure heart, because I will say it again. God is sovereign. It's not going to be like he used to do. He wanted to do this a while back, but a lot of people are withstanding him, have withstood him, so he couldn't, like Isaiah. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. They're going to see God. They're going to see God show up repeatedly, time after time, big ways, little ways, big withstanding the injustice, big withstanding the problematic people who try to ruin their day and accuse them falsely and make up false testimony. He's going to show up big time and there's going to be nobody that can stop him. And we want to be ready. It's going to happen all across the nation and the world. And this is not for the faint hearted. This is not for the simpleton who can't get it right. 
this is not for the perfect who never make a mistake. Believe me, I do. And I'll just be, I'm open to admit it. Usually I am. So we're just going to say, let's all of us, whoever hears this and gets it and really knows it's you, the pure in heart person, let's draw on it together, put our shields of faith and really pray in and stand for the manifestation of the anointed move of God on the pure in heart remnant body of Christ in a church, in a mega church, in a, in a minor church, in no church, wherever you are. God bless you. This is for you. He loves you. This is Tavo DRC. God bless you. Bye-bye.